On this episode of the No BS Podcast, NFL season is officially over and we have our Super Bowl champion. It is the Los Angeles Rams. We'll, you'll get our thoughts on, on Super Bowl 56. And now, ladies and gentlemen, this is our first Sunday without NFL football. It's, it's, it's going to be the first of many for a while, so we have a wild offseason ahead, including the quarterback carousel. Many quarterbacks will be on the move, so we'll be talking about potential landing spots and potential QBs on the move. Um, NBA trade deadline has come and gone, and the and this has been a wild NBA season. So so we'll get so you'll be hearing from us about where we think the NBA is going from here. March NCAA March Madness is quickly approaching, and we have a very crazy outlook. For where we're going thus far with with men's college basketball, so we'll be talking about that, and 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 we'll give our general upcoming thoughts for for where March Madness is going. So this is an OBS podcast. My name is Shay. I'm Ben, and I'm Michael. Thank you for joining us, everybody. And let's not waste any time here because do you have a lot to talk about in this episode? Um, the Rams won the Super Bowl, and I'm sick to my stomach because Ben Sachs is actually right about something, and he was on this from the beginning, and to be fair though, they got a lot of help from referees, that whole last drive with the flags, so they did not call uh, anything, here are the excuses, they did not call anything the whole game, and then they have like four straight plays where it's just like first down, first down, so the freaking refs gave them the trophy. But nevertheless, it was a good Super Bowl. Um, you know, it was entertaining to the very end, and it was a great season overall. I think you know there's a lot of excitement throughout, and I'm definitely looking forward to the off season because that was fun. Yeah, no, this Super Bowl was definitely a great game for sure. Um, Joe Burrow spent the majority of this game running for his life. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the second half mainly because he horrible. Albeit, you know. He still had a really good game, despite that. Um, I, I, even though like the ramp, even though the Bengals' offensive line sucked this entire game, you know you have to keep in mind it was you know the Rams, Aaron Donald, Von Miller on that line, and um, at the end of the day, I at the end of the day with this Bengals team, I think it proved that they made the right choice picking Jamar Chase, and plus this is. Um, this upcoming draft is a really good offensive line draft from 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 what from from what I'm seeing in the scouting reports. So the Bengals could easily could easily make some upgrades this off seasons, and so the Bengals aren't going anywhere anytime soon. I think they're going to be forced to be reckoned with in in the, in the coming years. Um, and you know, good job to the Rams. You know, you actually got it done. Um, that's all I got to say on that. I am. So- so happy. Ben, just take your victory lap. The Rams won. Matthew Snyder finally, finally gets what he deserves a Super Bowl ring. He doesn't deserve anything. He no, deserves everything. Um, I will say, though, like, I mean, was this a surprise with, like, how loaded the Rams were? Like, it was it was win or, or bust. Um, it was win the Super Bowl or bust. So, you know, I think, like, this was a lot of people's expectations. No, you know, I disagree completely. Just how, 
how stacked I think, the I, Rams were. I think it was a pretty 50 50 split. They between, should not between people between between the with, between between the Rams. They and got the they got so many. Well, I'm, I'm just talking about them. like I'm not talking about looking it from the Bengals versus Rams perspective, just from the Rams like overall, like even before. So you're talking. Playoffs. So you're talking about like so you're talking about like the amount of talent that they had. Yeah. And, and, and it'd be not a surprise. Well, they got so and many. Then, then they added Odell. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. From that perspective, I don't disagree with you it was it was how it was looking at things through 2020 hindsight knowing how everything played out that we're talking about but they got so many breaks going um, their way to the rest you know they might no, the refs, and then the niners dropping that interception in the championship game like there were so many things that went but their i mean way. that's just football you know yeah like, so it's not I, like it was like a, a foregone conclusion that they were gonna win at all it was like they just got so many things that went their way and they took advantage of it. That's but but this was like on paper they they were the favorites. They were not the favorites. On I, paper. I can think of like three going teams in going in going season. in going into the playoffs. Absolutely not. There were like three teams I would have taken ahead of the Rams with going to the playoffs. Well, the Rams beat them all. So they did not. you're wrong, oh Michael. The Rams are Super Bowl champions. Matthew Stafford gets his so ring, and he's going to get many. Many no. one, one and done. He is gonna. No. He is going. This is no. my. This screams one and done. This is no. my take. No way. Okay, you guys ready for this? You're delusional. He is by the end of his career. He's gonna have more Super Bowls than Tom. Brady. Okay, uh, just don't even go. Oh my god! You did not just say that. I'm not. I, I, okay, maybe that was a bit delusional. Maybe he'll get three. a bit maybe, delusional. Are you kidding me? Maybe he'll get three. He's done. I think. No I think way. he'll get two. They're done. I think so. No, he's one and done. They're no, done. No, 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 no. You're you're done. <laughs> you're done. It took so many lucky breaks for them to get the one. But that that's that's fo- I mean that's Tom Brady. You know what I mean? That's football. No, nope, that, that that's just that's how it. football is. So that they are done. I could argue with this. I could argue for this. Well, okay, that, that's great, times, but it's but it's it's done. Rams are Super Bowl champions. Matt Stafford got his ring. You can never take that away from him. They are done. I'm so happy. Oh, okay. As a Detroit Lions fan. Okay, you're you're not. Okay, <laughs> shut up. Man. The the, fa- the fact that this is all the Lions have to hold on to yeah. it shows how sad the Lions are. We have Matthew Stafford in the Super Bowl and Eminem in the Super Bowl. So this was like a Their Detroit former Lions quarterback wins the Super Raise Bowl. the banner. Jesus Christ. Okay. The, there should be a banner in Ford Field. No, so no. Matthew Stafford gets a ring. Honestly, no. honestly, why not? The Lions have been that that pathetic. Why not? <laughs> Might as well. Jesus Christ. Okay. So the offseason is going to come right around the corner. The tag deadline is going to open in a couple of weeks. So that will be the first, like, official starting point. Free agency is going to come in March, all that good stuff. So let's kind of just talk about offseason. You know, what are some things that – before we get into the QBs, what are some things that, you know, we're looking forward to, that like, we're excited to see in offseason? As a Lions fan – you know, I'm I'm ex- <laughs> well. I, you you asked the question, Michael. I'm excited to see what they do. You know, with 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 Dan Campbell at the helm, I'm so excited. You heard Anthony Lynn saying that Detroit can win with golf. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> well, yeah, but he said that after he left. So I'm excited to see what we do. Then why uh, then why did he leave if he believed in so much? No, I didn't believe in Anthony Lynn, but he believed in us. I'm I, I talking about Anthony Lynn believing in Jared Goff. If he believed in Jared Goff so much, why did he leave? I, I, 
That's uh, you have to t- talk to Anthony about that. I don't know, um, but you know I'm so excited. I thought you're connected to these people. No, no, only Dan Campbell. I'm so excited though to uh, to see them, uh, see what they do because you know it's gonna be golf, and then next year's gonna be Malik Willis as as our no, quarterback. It's Sam so, so like we're getting Hutchinson, Malik Willis. No, I'm you're excited. Nuts. You're getting Sam Howell. You're getting and Sam you're gonna like I told you since September. You're getting Sam Howell, baby. Oh, once, um, once it's into existence. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. Um, I'm excited to see, like, because uh, obviously we heard, like, oh, are people going to retire on the Rams and all this and that. So I'm excited to see what, I don't how that. I don't think so either. McVay's already said he's coming back, and Aaron Donald's more likely coming back. Yeah. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I'm excited to see the Lions run the North. Okay. Oh, okay. And what, 2045? No, this next year. Okay. Get out of here. Aiden Hutchinson's going to be rookie of the year. Okay. Well, that, that's possible, but that doesn't mean they're going to win anything in the North. Are you kidding me? Not with the Vikings. Not with Aaron Rodgers. You saw what a good pass for us does, though. You know? They need to have a team that's talented. <laughs> that's well, who the fuck do the Lions have? <laughs> that's going to compare to the fucking DeAndre Swift? Oh, my God. Quintez Cephas? I'll, 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 I'll give you Cephas. I'm a Ross St. Brown. He, okay, I was I was kind of joking about the other things, but Alan Ross St. Brown is actually like an up and coming star. Like a, I'm like no joking around. I'm actually really excited to see his improvement. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Relation. Um, part of me still still thinks that there's a chance Tom Brady comes back because I honestly, knowing how competitive Tom Brady is. You know, I know, I know, like, his family wants him at home. I know, like, you know, he, I know, like, you know, like, he's previously just, like, you know, given into that. But just, you know, you hear him teasing that, you, you hear him teasing a comeback, and you just can't rule anything out with this guy. Like, he's proven time and time, time and time again, you can never just count him out. So, I honest, so I don't think so. I know people talking talking about like him coming back like mid season. I don't believe I, I don't believe that. I think that's bullshit. But I think you know one thing we need we need to keep an eye on this off season is what is what Tom Brady's saying, what 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 he's doing, just because like I don't think we can buy into the fact that this guy is all in on retirement. I I don't I don't believe that at all. Um, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, see, seeing what he does, he's going to be making up his mind before the start of the new league year. So in the next couple of weeks, we'll know what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. I think it's going to be rather interesting what he does because Green Bay has to make some big moves because they're so far beyond over the cap that they, that they need to make serious trades, cuts. So this is not going to be the same Packer team next year by a mile. So... And Aaron's already said he doesn't want to go through a rebuild, so it's going to be interesting. Like, does he request, request a trade? Does he tell the Packers he wants to stay? The Packers are willing to do whatever they got to do to keep him. But, you know, I think I think it's going to be interesting. And then, and, and then obviously, you know, I am a Giants fan, so, so, what my, so, what my, so what my Giants do will obviously intrigue me. Um, I've, we're finally going in the right direction, so... Um, I'm going to be interested to see what we do because I think I think we have a lot of talent. It just needs to be utilized properly. With me, I'm always excited for the same things every year. The draft, free agency, you know, any sport that I follow, that's always my favorite part, just to see all the movement and stuff. Um, the biggest thing, Shay mentioned it, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there was all that noise last year of him wanting out, but the Packers never considered it. 
So things have improved. He got another MVP in the process. So do things change? Do he, things stay the same with him wanting to leave? I mean, only he knows that. And he didn't give a definitive timeline for when he would decide. But he did say just before free agency, I would assume. So I would say probably early March. Hopefully we'll know what he decides. But I'm excited for that. Um, I'm, ex I'm excited to see all the draft picks get um, all the draft picks go to their locations. You know, I think there's a lot of teams here. Like the Eagles have three first round picks. The Lions have two first round picks. Um, to see like which teams are going to make the most of the opportunity to improve their team in the draft. Like that's just so exciting. And just all the trades and stuff that happen on draft day are just something else. So definitely those two. Also, you know, as a Pats fan, I want to see how they're going to help that offense, you know, with Mac Jones and how they take the next step there. So there's just so much to look forward to. And a lot of that is obviously the quarterback market. And we know that, you know, outside of Rodgers, there are a couple of guys that have had their name kind of floated around in there. You know, we have Sean Watson, Jimmy G, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. So let's kind of just quickly go through these guys here. So I think the, the one that's most likely to definitely be traded is Jimmy G. And you know, I think he, he said it in his last press conference. He already said, he already said goodbye to the team. Yeah. He's out. Yeah. yeah, so Jimmy G is kind of the one guy that's like most likely going to be moved. But just the process of it is kind of funky because I think his market kind of depends on the other QBs. Like, does he – is he the only – is he the best available guy to – move this offseason because, you know, Rodgers, Wilson, we don't know what their status is in terms of will it be traded or not. Or is he just going to be a, a third-level guy, like, you know, third option for some of these teams. So I think for, for me personally, Jimmy G is someone who, I mean, he's capable of, like, winning games, but it's, he's not going to be the reason for it. Like, he's not a reason that, that he won with the Niners, you know, it was their defense, it was Debo Samuel, the running game. I think he's a good bridge quarterback. He's not going to be the guy that wins you games, but he has shown, as evidenced by the NFC Championship game, that he can be the guy that loses you games. That's the one thing with Jimmy G. So I'm not sure the best fit for him. I mean, like, the commanders needed the quarterback. Um, I mean, I could see the Raiders going after him if they move, for, if they move Derek Carr. Like, there's just there's not a lot of, like, substance. The Panthers can use a quarterback, too. Yeah, I'm not sure what the best fit for Jimmy G is, but I know that he definitely will be moved in the offseason, that's for sure. I feel like Jimmy G is one of those guys where it's like, you know, like, it, like if you have a big starter and, and, he, and he has, like, a devastating injury, then then I feel like Jimmy G is the kind of guy where he, where, he, where he can fill that role because, I'll be honest, I don't see Jimmy G as a starting quarterback that can win you football games. I'm sorry. I just can't. Yeah. Like... Like at this point, you know Jimmy Garoppolo is what he is. You know he's never he's never gonna be the guy that puts you over the top. Um, you know, he, as, as Mike mentioned, he's never gonna be the guy that's gonna win that's gonna win you a big football game. Mm -hmm. But um, I see him as kind of like a Trent Dilfer for for the Ravens mm -hmm. in two thousand when they won. That was because he was the quarterback. He just happened to be the quarterback, but it was their and also and, and also and also Jimmy G has has injury problems of his own. So many injuries. So yeah, so many. so that's why so that's why at this point I know this might sound like a hot take, but but I see Jimmy G honestly as more of a high end backup at this point. I wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all if. 
he does turn out to be that way. Just he's just so hard to predict, and again, like it's just so fluid to everything in the market and stuff. I don't know what's the best thing for him. Because I feel like there are plenty of better options to go after than Jimmy Garoppolo. Plenty. Yeah, I I agree with with you guys. I think uh, like if we go back to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, you know the the one overthrow that really that kinda, cost him. Yeah. Yeah. So he I makes a throw they win. He so. he doesn't. He's not a winning quarterback, and um, I don't know. I, maybe he, he'll succeed in a different place. I just think he needs to just have a, something around him because, like, he's just shown, like, he's he's I mean, the, Yeah. He has the Kittle, Debo. Yeah, like, like I think a lot of guys are going to win with those weapons in that defense the Niners had, you know. Like, they're a really good football team, and he just happened to be their starting quarterback. But, you know, when it mattered most... When they needed him to win the game for them, he fucking threw a horrible interception at the freaking like five yard line or whatever it was. So that's what we kind of just expect from JG at this point. I mean, I, in terms of trade value, I would say I think at best he's probably worth a third round pick, if that. I don't, you're definitely going to trade a first round, definitely not a second. I mean, I think if a team was desperate enough, they'll probably give up a, give up a third. But I think more that, teams probably a third. That, that's if that's if you're desperate, because right here, right now, I, I wouldn't give up more than a four than a four for him. Yeah, I, I think he's a fourth or a fifth rounder, personally, maybe two. But that's probably the case in terms of you know him being the most likely to move because with Russell Wilson, you know, there's a lot, there was somewhat noise last year about him being unhappy. Things kind of settled down. The Seahawks had their worst year in over a decade. Uh, missed the playoffs, losing record, all that stuff. I don't know how realistic it is for Russ to move just because of the fact that, you know, there's not a lot of teams that can really give up the compensation the Seahawks are going to want. Like, he's, he's worth, like, at least two first-round picks. And I don't know if there's going to be a team out there with a, with a quarterback need that's going to – Give up that. I mean, the Eagles probably be one of the exceptions because, you know, I'm not going to I feel like I feel like any team that misses out on Aaron Rodgers would go after him. Yeah. Because, because let's not forget, Russell Wilson has a Super Bowl. That's true. That's true. I just think, again, we don't know, like, if he does want out, I mean, it's not, it could just be smoke or whatever, but I think for... Russ, you know, if he he's said he wants to stay in Seattle, but he left the door open that he could be moved. Um, you know, you know, the Seahawks are not going to want to move him if he does want to stay, and that's just common sense, right? So, I think that you know we'll probably have more clarity once the new league year comes and free agency comes and all that stuff. But I think you know the Eagles, you know, the, that's team that needs a. Yeah, again, I'm not convinced of Jalen Hurts. They have the draft capital to acquire Russ if that's what it takes. Um, I mean, shoot, the Lions could. I mean, if they really wanted to. Like, they have the picks. But, like, I just, you know. I think also he has no trade clause, I think, too. So, like, that's that kind of limits the market for him. But, I mean, if he is available, I would arguably put him right there as, like, 1A, 1B with Aaron Rodgers, to be honest. Because he he's a very good quarterback. Just the injuries this year kind of derailed him in the season the Seahawks had this year, but there's no question that Wilson is a difference maker for your team. And unlike Jimmy Garoppolo, he can win you football games as the quarterback. So that's where we stand with Wilson. Um, Rodgers, obviously, we talked about this. There's a lot of noise about the Denver Broncos, and I understand it. 
you know, um, that I think even before they hired Nathaniel Hackett this year, that was the kind of team that everyone was circling towards because of the fact that <clears throat> the Broncos have not had a quarterback since Peyton Manning retired, and it's just been an endless cycle. And if you add a guy with four MVPs who is playing really good football right now despite being over 35 years old to a team with a young nucleus of, you know, Corlin Sutton, Javante Williams, and then a young defense, that's going to make you a Super Bowl contender, I think. And I think it's now even more so with his former offensive coordinator being the head coach in Denver. So I think if Rodgers does say he wants to be moved, I don't know of any team that's better equipped to get him than the Broncos, to be honest with you guys. I just think that there's just a lot there that can work in terms of like him boosting his credibility and like saying, I'm going to win outside of Green Bay, kind of what Brady did, you know, going to Tampa Bay and winning Super Bowl there. I think definitely see that happen with the Broncos if they get Rodgers. I think Denver is, I, 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 I agree that Denver is like the best place for him because not only is it the best place for him to just fit in and just, you know, he can take that team off immediately, but also it would get rid, also get rid of this kind of narrative around Aaron Rodgers that like, you know, like the Packers are only as good as they are just because, you know, they're in that, they're in the NFC North and they don't really have to like really compete year in, year out. Whereas if you go into the AFC West, you have, you played Mahomes twice a year, Herbert twice a year and the Raiders twice a year. Mm-hmm. So, 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 and if Aaron's able to win with win in that situation, then you know, like, like, like Aaron's greatness would be unquestioned. Now, obviously, now obviously, I wouldn't put him in the all time discussion with Brady, right, or Montana, or 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 the or the cream of the crop. But you know, Aaron Aaron would no doubt be be in my top five all time. In terms of quarterbacks, if he, if he could win a Super Bowl with the, with those Broncos, yeah, I think uh, I I think Denver is the best fit. I mean, to look at who they have, uh, I just think uh, it'll work perfect, and he can prove himself in, in that in that division. He can. I, I think one of the bigger questions for that too would be: could can the Broncos talk the Packers into giving him Devontae Adams too? Yeah. So I think how that would work is because he's a free agent, he can just. Leave flat out. Yeah. The only thing, the but 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 I honestly can see that being like the biggest like trade return in NFL history because you're talking about two elite guys. You know, Devontae's arguably the best plus, receiver in football. Plus Jerry Judy. Yeah, so the Packers would they could, they could get back Jerry Judy. They could get back. Actually, I, I would probably give up Judy because I think Sutton's gonna be a really good player for them. So I, I would probably keep Sutton over Judy. But they give up Judy back. They could give up, you know, one of their young player plus all these picks. So it could be a huge haul for the Packers, and then. You'd have a foundation there with Jordan Love and then Judy or whatever the case. So that's a big, big possibility there. So we'll see what happens with that. But again, Rodgers won't decide until before free agency, which I think is the 16th, something like that. So it's going to be exciting to see. All right, the last QB guys, Deshaun Watson, uh, mm-hmm. obviously did not play this year because of yeah. the trade request, legal issues. But um, he's going to – so that process is actually going to start to play itself out. So he's going to get deep – his deposition starts on the 
28th, I think, something like that. So he's gonna get sort of that process rolling. So obviously, again, you know, these are serious allegations against him, but assuming that the process plays out and, you know, he's exonerated or whatever the case, assuming that there's legal issues aside, I think talent-wise, he is the best quarterback available because you know that he is, he does want to be traded and they do want to trade the Texans. So there was some reports about him going or him wanting to go to the Bucks or the Vikings. I think both of those are great situations personally. I would love him in the Bucks, bro. I mean, that'd just be a fantastic move for them. Like talk about a team that's still super, like even with all the freedoms that the Buccaneers have, you know, they still have a Super Bowl roster for the most part. So you added a guy like Deshaun Watson, there's not gonna be any drop off from them at, on that offense event, I think. That's a huge pickup they can get him. Yeah, I think uh, I think the biggest thing is obviously the legal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I feel like the teams aren't going to be like. That's not going to drive him away though, because um, he is he is such a talent. He's under twenty five years old. Still, yeah. You know, and so I don't want him on the Vikings as one personally, <laughs> but personally, right? um, yeah. you know that that. That's gonna be interesting to see, you know, where he goes and like how, you know, this all plays out. Um, you know, all you guys mentioned great situations, but I feel like, you know, with over twenty complaints, a handful of them also being criminal complaints, I feel like the legal issues aren't something that we can just gloss over because we're not glossing over. No, it's we're, just, we're it's not. because it's just, it's just and you know and you know. I don't think I think we're undercutting the fact that we haven't heard any that it's been a year we haven't heard anything about this, and so I think this is a situation that there's no urgency for 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 in terms of the legal side to like speed this up. You know, I'm sure Deshaun Watson wants wants this gone because he wants to play football, but um, but you know. All, again, all you guys mentioned great situations, but until you know this is cleared up, you know I'm not going to make any assumptions when it comes to this. It's just assuming it's cleared up. We're assuming that like things are, yeah, you know. Clear. Yeah, no. That's, obviously, if it's not, obviously that's, that's a different scenario. If it's not, but like it just uh, like, he's he's assuming he's not that yeah, things are out of the woods in that case. Yeah, no, that's fine. But 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 my final take with this is going to be you know I'm not going to make that assumption until I know what his legal situation is because we just don't know anything. All right, that's fair enough. All right, guys, let's transition to the NBA trade deadline. So this was a fun deadline. Um, the big trade, obviously, the blockbuster between the Nets and the Sixers, James Harden for Ben Simmons. Uh, we got, we, you know, this has been percolating for months and months. Ben Simmons having that playoff meltdown uh, last year against the Atlanta Hawks in the semis. And he has not played basketball since that game seven. And now he is moved to the Nets, he gets his wish. And then James Harden, you know, leading up to the deadline, there were reports of him being unhappy, him wanting to be traded to Sixers. So that is now a reality. So I'll go first with this. Um, this is a gigantic trade. I thought it was so cool that we have this huge blockbuster deal that kind of just like play itself out out of nowhere and work. And I think both teams got what they wanted. You know, I think both teams are happy with this. You know, two stars, and their respective teams did not want to play for them anymore, and they wanted to go to the other teams, so it worked out nicely for them. Um, for the Nets' point of view, I personally think the Nets won this trade simply because 
they were the ones that acquired most of the stuff and now I had to give it up. And also because Simmons is a, he's way younger than James Harden is. And I think his versatility when he's like at his peak, he's a very, very good player. I think top 10 defender in the league, maybe even top five. And I think you add that to a Kevin Durant when healthy, a Kyrie Irving when he does play, that's a force you reckon with. And then you add Seth Curry, who's a great shooter, Drummond, who's a great rebounder, plus the draft picks. So there's just a lot the Nets got from that trade. And I think, you know, maybe not for this year, but for long term, that's a huge, huge plus for the Nets. And plus, you know, I'm just, I have legit questions with regards to James Harden and his ability to win in the playoffs because he could not do it in Houston. He got hurt again in the playoffs last year. You know, durability is a question, and then just his, his performances in the playoffs have just been underwhelming. So I have legit questions. And I'm not convinced just because he's in the East now with Joel Embiid that's going to change much. So I think that that's when this trade definitely hands down. Yeah, uh, I agree with you there, Michael. I think, I think also just looking, again, like you said, long term, the Nets clear winners and it's scary. The Nets are even somehow more scarier than they were before. You so, have a guy in centers who's a defender. Yeah. Who has to rebound. Um, and I, it's curious, like, you know, I'm curious to see how Simmons plays. Um, I have a lot to say about this as someone who's followed, who's followed the NBA for the longest time. Um, you know, where do I start with this? I'll start. I'll start with Brooklyn because 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 I I because I I think they won the trade. I don't think it's this landslide people 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 make it seem to be just because there's so much uncertainty around this. Um, you know, obviously, obviously, you get back Ben Simmons. You know, you know, he was out of Philly regardless. You know, he was never going to play another game for them again. Seth Curry, obviously, he can light it up. He he'll fill Joe Harris's shoes while while he's out. Possibly for the rest of the season. We don't know what's going on with Joe Harris. Um, Andre Drummond can obviously give you good minutes from, from the five spot. Um, be, a, be a rebounder, shot blocker. Um, he's been playing well for Philly lately, I'll give him that. Um, Philly, um, obviously you gave up a lot. Um, you know, including some draft picks, which honestly I was surprised Brooklyn didn't turn around and turn around and, tra- and turn around and trade those picks for another piece I can this year. But I think they wanted to, but I think it's they wanted to. They they wanted to, but the right field never materialized. Yeah. Um, so obviously, so so obviously, I think I I, I agree that Brooklyn set up well long term. Um, I like I like what they have going on. I don't. I'm not saying that they. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that they can't come out of the East this year. But I feel like right now there are more teams just all in on this year. Whereas I feel like the Nets, you know, like while like while you're obviously going to be very competitive this year, I feel like you're. I I feel like teams like teams like like the Heat, Sixers, Bucks, Bulls. I feel like it's going to be one of those teams this year. Oh, but, definitely. Yeah. But but um, but uh, but obviously with Kevin Durant leading that team. And, you know, Kyrie Irving, you know, New York could easily get rid of the Vax mandate. Kyrie can play in every single game. So so I, I, you can't rule out the Nets, but at the same time, you know, at the same standard right now, I, 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 think, I think the Nets are right now, like, right now would be like five or six in terms of my rankings in the East. Um, get, to get to the Sixers, um, I like James Harden as a player. I think... Just what he can do with the basketball in his hands is incredible. 
But one of my biggest indictments on James Harden is there's a reason that people don't want to play with him anymore. You look at Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, now Kevin Durant. You know, he rubs people the wrong way simply because his attitude sucks. That's true. You know, and so even when he came to Brooklyn, he looked happy. You know, there was a time where he he played in shape when he was in Brooklyn. But eventually, he just decided, nah, I don't want to be here anymore. And then, and, and then, and then basically played and ate his way out of Brooklyn. Because we can all agree that, that as the season went on, he looked increasingly out of shape. You know, he, you know and that's one, of my, that's one of the biggest things I don't like about James Harden is his attitude. It sucks. Yeah, I think it should be noted that it's his third team in three seasons, and both times he and, forced his way out. And his last game in Brooklyn, he put he up four he, points. He put up four points in and Sacramento, just, and they got blown out. Yeah, so that's not. Yeah, you're definitely right, Shay. I uh, I know you. I, I agree with everything you said. He's. I think the the biggest thing too to to kind of jump onto what you were saying is he's. Gotten everything he's wanted, like he he's ne- he's never lacked a co-star. You know he had Dwight Howard at first in Houston, then he got Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and then those guys went out. They got those guys left and got traded because he didn't want to play with them anymore. I, I also don't think it. I, I also don't think it helps him that Daryl Morey that Daryl Morey started all this by coddling him in Houston. Oh uh, yeah, no Daryl appeased him. I think that's kind of why he wanted to go to the Sixers to begin with. Because he knows Daryl's going to give him everything he yeah. wants. Even, like, even, even though, though Joel Embiid is the guy he, on the team. Even though at this point he's not the best player on the team. Just, there's just a lot of questions there, but um, we'll see, man. He's, he's going to debut after All-Star Weekend, which is going to probably be, I think, next Thursday. I'm going to be interested to see how they play together, but, you know, like, again, Harden just has, has this thing where he rubs people the wrong way. I know, like, you know, you know, like, the whole Dwight Howard thing with him, you know, you, you know, like Kobe, like, like, like even like, there's a point where Kobe had a problem with Dwight Howard because his attitude sucked, and you put him with James Harden, obviously that's an accident waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Looking back at that in hindsight, um, but you know, just Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, you know, at some point, you know, you got to realize James Harden's the common denominator. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. So he'll debut after All Star break, so we'll see what how it happens. I personally would have the Heat and the Bucks ahead of the Sixers right now as things stand. Even the Bulls, to be honest. I think the Bulls, when healthy, they're playing because DeMar DeRozan's on fire right now. I can't forget that. So I have those three teams ahead of them. But we'll see. It's going to be a fun end to the season. And we'll talk about it as it goes along. All right, so some other trades, guys. There was a huge four-team trade that happened between the Bucks, the Clippers, the Kings, and the Pistons. Ben Sachs' Pistons that he doesn't even care about because <laughs> they suck. But it was a big, big trade. So the, the highlights of it, uh, the Bucks get Serge Ibaka, who's a champion and a great defender. The Pistons got former number two overall pick Marvin Bagley from the Kings. Mm-hmm. The Kings got Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, Trey Lyles. And the Clippers got Ronnie Hood, Shemi Ojale, and then some guy who's drafted stash. So we're gonna break it down every single piece here. But basically, I love the Bucks getting Ibaka. I think he's a proven winner, proven defender. Uh, he's expanded his range a couple of years. He's a good fit for for what the Bucks are want to do. You know, Brooke Lopez is hurt 
he's had he's played since the first game of the season with the back injury, so I think it kind of helps fill that void a bit. Um, if he can stretch the floor, he can rebound, he can defend, do all that stuff. That's going to help, especially when you have Giannis there. Um, I think the big question is obviously his durability. He he had he had back surgery himself recently, so if he's not healthy, that's going to hurt the Bucks. But on paper, I like that for the Bucks getting a proven winner in Ibaka, who's a champion. We can't forget that. Yeah, definitely. I think Ibaka provides the Bucks some, some good depth, especially if one Brooklyn's back, because 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 at this point they do very very similar things. You know, you know they both can protect the rim. They both they both can shoot the ball. So you know. There's a lot, you know. So the, you know, so the Bucks definitely have a great situation going for them, and you know, I think they're a serious contender to repeat this year. Talk to me about Bagley, Benny. How are you feeling about Marvin Bagley on the Pistons? Oh, I love Marvin Bagley on the Pistons. Marvin and Kate Cunningham, oh, one he's, and two. He's a boss. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Like he's gonna, his career is gonna you, be. You, you do realize Bagley's gonna boss, be right? revived in Detroit. He's gonna get revived in Detroit. Let, let, let Ben have his faith, man. Oh, I'm so excited! Like the Pistons are the same, talked about for so long now. The, let's keep in mind this is the same guy the Kings passed up on Luka Doncic and Trey Young to take because mm-hmm. he's worthy. He's worthy. <laughs> he's worthy. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I'm excited. Um, you know, Josh losing Josh Jackson hurts. He wasn't. He wasn't giving you anything anyway. Speaking of speaking of bust, a, a bust for a bust trade. Yeah. Basically, I think yeah. it's more of a bust though, because Bagley just has the talent. Uh, Jackson doesn't have. The I I would I would disagree with that based on who you passed him up for. Yeah, that's fair. All right, another trade here: Kristaps Porzingis out in Dallas, going to the Washington Wizards. This was a surprise trade too. Uh, Mavericks get Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans in exchange. So okay, so, okay, this one I was surprised, but 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 in the big picture I wasn't because because if you're if you're asking me, Dallas had to get rid of Persingas. Yeah, he, the writing was on the wall. He was j- just just he was getting worse and worse, and just and and, and 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 you know, especially on top of the contract, he just kept getting injured. Yeah, no, it, it was again like there was all those expectations about Persingas when it came to the came into the league. Um, I think just ever since he got the ACL injury in New York, things have just gone downhill. You know, he didn't want to be in New York anymore, and then Dallas just never. I think what I think what I think what's even more nuts about Porzingis is the fact that the Knicks won that trade. Yeah, it's it's crazy to just to think that he just has not been able to stay healthy. He has not been able to find a way to just be a co-star. And he's supposed to be he's supposed to be the number two for Luca, and just never worked. In the playoffs last year, he was horrendous. Just. That was a disaster, and then hasn't been able to stay healthy again for most of the year. So maybe a fresh start is what he needs again, his third team. The Wizards are kind of in a rebuilding situation now, Beal out for the rest of the year. So we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I, I'm optimistic. I mean, I think like, talent-wise, it's not a question for Zingas. It's just he can't stay healthy. He's, he can't fit in properly. But maybe he with a younger team like the Wizards, he'll fit in. So we'll see what happens with that. And then the last trade we'll talk about, guys, this is a big one here. Actually, not two more. Let me get to two more real quick. Uh, these are happened before the trade deadline day. The Sacramento Kings traded their best young player in Tyrese Halliburton to the Pacers on Buddy Heal, Tristan Thompson, for DeMontis Sabonis, Justin Holiday, and Jeremy Lamb. So this was a stunner. Like, I was this, 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 one came, this one came absolutely out of nowhere. And, and you know, like, like it was reported for a while that the Canes were really interested in Sabonis. But I didn't think you were that... Hell bent on getting that to where Halliburton, man. 
So if you're asking me, the Pacers won this by oh, a, a, hands mile, down. Are you a me? mile. Are you kidding me? Look, Halliburton is 21 years of age. He is... Has he has star potential written all over him? He's had a thirty-seven point game, thirty-eight point game this year. He's much better as a defender, much better as a passer. And again, like uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, the great uh, NBA insider for ESPN, he said that a lot of teams didn't even know that Halpern was available. I mean, like, I mean, why wouldn't they know? Because like he's their best player. You know, he's supposed to be a cornerstone for the Kings, right? If yeah. people knew he was available, I mean. They have like thirty teams. The rest of the league, we look. but but then again, but that but only the Kings though. Only the Kings yeah, yeah. Again, same same old Kings. You know, there's a, you know there's a, you know you know there's a reason they haven't been in the playoffs as as long as they have. Yeah, it's, and like, it's because no matter what they do, they always they always screw themselves. Like you, you get rid of Halliburton, who like he wanted to be there too. Did not forget that he wanted to be there. He he wrote a Players Tribune article. About him wanting to be the next Chris Webber there, you know, and to like bring Sacramento back to the playoffs and you know bring him back to the old days, but he's not gonna get that chance now. And Indiana is gonna. But then again, this is the same organization that once upon a time traded Demarcus Cousins for Buddy Hield and a bag of chips. Yep. I mean, so obviously it's a huge win for the Pacers. They have a point guard of the future now. They can build around him, and just go from there, pretty much. I mean, from the Kings' perspective, I mean, Sabonis, I mean, again, no knock on him. He's a great player. He's an all-star big. He's very talented. He had a great debut for them. Um, Your ceiling at this point is basically the playing tournament. And I think that's, that's what it is. Yeah, but that's just... I don't even think they make it, to be honest, because like, I would take, like... There's, like, a lot to take over them, to be honest. Well, no, but again, like, that's their ceiling. Like, yeah. like you're not getting higher than that. Um, again, the Kings, I just, I just don't know what they're doing, man. Like, you haven't made the playoffs since, what, like, 16 years it's been, whatever the case. Like... And you trade away a foundational guy. For De'Aaron Fox, who's been horrible shooting his whole career, he's not a good shooter at all. You don't know what Davion Mitchell has not found his rhythm that he did in Baylor. You know, like, I don't know what they're doing. And, like, they're playing Harrison Barnes now at, at the three spot. I don't know how it's going to work out. I, I was surprised of all people that – I was surprised of all people they didn't trade him. It's, it's crazy, man. I don't know what the Kings are doing. They're probably more dysfunctional than the Knicks at this point. I don't know. But – in any case, that's the deal they made. And then the last one we're talking about, guys, the Blazers trading CJ McCollum, who was our co-star alongside Damian Lillard, to the Pelicans for a bunch of role players. Um, this was surprising, too. I, I heard there was some noise that CJ might get moved, but to New Orleans, I was, I was shocked about because he's a great player. He's had a fantastic run. I think he's had, like, over 25 points in all his games for them so far, and... The Pelicans are also one of those teams that are fighting for the play-in tournament, and I think that's their sin as well because there's not a team that's built to win because Zion has not played a single minute this year. And I think there's legit questions about his long-term future in New Orleans too. There's a report about that, about him probably wanting to get traded and everything. So I don't know how much this helps them long-term. I mean, short-term, it, it helps their play-in odds, but... Again, I don't. I don't. See I, I, I think what sucks about the Pelicans is that their future rides on rides on Zion, and we don't even know if he wants to be there because he hasn't played. And, and and you know what? Even if even if he does want to be there, his whole injury situation is is is, is, yeah. is, is what's going to hamper him. Even if he does want to be there, and and that, and, that, and that, that's a big assumption at this point because yeah. because because Zion is just a giant question mark right now. We just don't know what the hell's going on. He like has that. not stayed healthy at all in his whole career yet, and it's just it's insane to think about. But, again, that's the trade deadline. ME All-Star Saturday night was a bust for the most part. It's that <laughs> dunk contest. Oh, my God. I started that, man. That was I didn't even watch it. No, I didn't watch it. I saw the highlights. 
crazy. Yeah, no, tr- trust me, guys. Like, what was that? I, 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 we had a game yesterday, so I didn't see the first two events. But the dunk contest, my God, that was a gigantic piece of shit, man. I mean, I'm kidding you. Like, there was a stat. Uh, there was a stat that a uh, stat news had up. The four dunkers combined were like thirty percent on their dunks as a as a whole. It was something else. Wow. Like there was so I never seen a dunk contest with so many missed dunks in my entire life. It was so bad. The three point contest, I guess, is really good. Towns won that, so I, I'm gonna watch that when I can. But yeah, that that was a bust. So I'm ready to get back to more meaningful basketball because that was just a complete waste of time. All right, guys. Last thing we're gonna get into here. The college basketball season. College football is done, so we can focus on basketball now and the rest of the way. Um, I've kept up with it, you know, for the most part here and there. I'm not like invested, like I was, in, I was investing with football, but there's a lot of really good teams this year, and there's not like a bona fide number one team, which I think is really nice because you have a lot of parity in college basketball this year. The big question is what are going to be, which team is going to establish themselves as the clear-cut number one team and you've had like I think like six or seven number one teams this year because there's mm-hmm. so many upsets Gonzaga is back number one right now uh, Auburn number two just lost yesterday to Florida oh that oh, oh my gosh that made me so happy yesterday yeah so that was a huge win for the Gators there so it was so there's so many things to look forward to uh, let's talk about the Big East, or the, not the Big East, the Big Ten, because that's a really interest for you guys. Yes. So, huh. Michigan. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Michigan has not lived up to expectations, things no, to say. No, not at all. Um, they're 8-6 and six right now, 14-10 and 10 overall, which is, again, not what anyone thought would happen. Talk to me. What, what, what's been the problem, Benny? What, what's been the issue with Michigan? Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to be like a cliche thing, but, you know, I think it's – the experience, you know, like losing everyone that we did last uh, last year. You know, Franz Wagner going, Mike Smith going. Like, you know, I think, especially for me, I didn't realize how much you know, we, we needed those guys. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Devontae Jones, the transfer from Coastal Carolina, has been okay. you know, iffy. He's been okay. Yeah. Um, and we just have a lot of young players, and I think – you know, we were preseason rank number six, which obviously was very <laughs> generous. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we're kind of slowly figuring things out now. They had a huge win against Purdue, mm-hmm. and then they just beat Iowa because yeah. Diabate, their freshman, had a huge game. Play Wisconsin, I think it's on right now. Yeah. One, so. Yeah, so. Uh, you know, there's a good chance we can – I mean, and, you know, the, the saying is if you're in, you can win. So. Oh, Definitely. Uh, I think we're playing our best. We're definitely playing our best basketball right now, which is good. I just hope it's enough to, to get us in that tournament and we can make some noise. Cause we de- we have the talent. Like there's no there's no reason why this team should not make. Right. Michigan. Michigan. Michigan has five stars across the board. Yeah. And yeah. Caleb. Class. You can't. You can't Caleb Houston play. wasn't yeah. good in the start. He's he's starting to pick that up. I think. So. I, I think to keep it short and simple, all this team really needed was to just get on the court and just play basketball together and just build chemistry. You know that. You, you know because you know you can have all the talent you want, but at the end of the day, you got to know how to play together. And yeah. so and so at the end of the day, I think that's all this team needed. And and come tournament time, you know, I think this team could upset so many teams. I know, definitely. 
I mean, Hunter's playing just fine. Like he's mm-hmm. doing. He's yeah, doing, Hunter. Hunter's doing Hunter. He, he, he's doing what he's supposed to do. Um, I just think probably the workload's a little bit more than he thought it would be. But now he can shoot threes. He can so. shoot threes. He's shooting thirty six percent on the yeah. season. That's that's pretty damn good. Leading the team in blocks too, which is good. Blocks, rebounds, points. So he's establishing himself as an NBA prospect for sure. So he has to get it together. Um, the, people, the teams ahead of them, they have Michigan State, Ohio State, Rutgers. My goodness. Rutgers, Rutgers on a tear. Rutgers, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Illinois, Purdue. So, again, I think they're right now they're on the bubble right now, I'd say. But yeah. if they can put together a nice close to the regular season and then they can go on like a nice run in the tournament, in the Big Ten tournament, I think they have a great chance to be an at-large team at worst. You know, they don't win it. So... There's a lot to like about Michigan now. I think they're, they're playing with more confidence now. They also beat Indiana. We can't forget that Indiana. That was a good run when they had a while ago too. So, a lot to look forward to there in the Big Ten. Just overall, it's going to be a super exciting end to the season, guys. Um, I know for a fact that it's going to be fun to have a full. March Madness with fans, right? We didn't have that last year for the most part. It was all one site. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be we're gonna be in different areas this year, so a little bit of a return to normal. See, um, we'll go more in depth with everything once season's over. Um, once I think we have two more weeks left this regular season before we have the tournaments, so we're gonna look forward to that. In terms of March Madness, so it's gonna be in New Orleans this year, the Final Four. I think that's pretty cool. Superdome is gonna be the site, and. Based on what you guys have seen right now, what will be your top four teams? You go first, Shay. Uh, I would have Gonzaga and Auburn in there for sure. Um, that's a good question. Um, Gonzaga, Auburn for sure, obviously would be in there. Um, admittedly, admittedly, I haven't watched too much college basketball this season, so I'm not too up to date on that. Um, but 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 obviously the number one seed has like varied a bunch of times, so you know, I think so so um I think Gonzaga and Auburn I I, I think right now are, are the two best teams just because it, I feel like they've been the most consistent all season. So I so I would probably say one of them would should should be the favorite. Yeah, I'm with Shea. Admittedly, I've been watched too much college basketball. It's really only been like Michigan, um, watching them lose like every game, but. Uh, you know, I think definitely Gonzaga, uh, Gonzaga, Auburn, um, I know like, you know, I'm not even going to say what teams I think are good because I haven't really seen a whole <laughs> At least lot. you're honest, Benny. I don't want to embarrass myself. At least you're honest. I, 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 I think Arizona's up there. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, but I don't know like too much after that, so. No, 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 honestly for me, outside of, outside of Michigan, UConn, and Florida, I, I haven't watched much college basketball out, 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 of, out of my three teams. Hey, at least you're honest, man. Um, I haven't watched a lot either. I mean, I have notifications and all that stuff about it. So I would say, yeah, Michigan has not been up to par, but they'll be better for my final four teams. Gonzaga, just right now, Auburn. Uh, I don't know, not, not too high on Purdue, personally. I think they'll kind of run out of gas. Because, I mean, Ivy's a stud. I, Ivy, like, cares. Um, yeah, I, Ivy's a Ivy stud. Cares, but I think yeah. if you can hold him down 
and force him to like. Edie's good. Edie's good. He's, so good. he's just tall. huge, right? But I'm not high on them. But I mean, they they, have, they obviously have like a potential battle. I don't see them making it to New Orleans. Um, a team that I think is going to do really well that not all the teams are talking about. I think would have to be Texas Tech. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to be a Final Four team by any means, but they just swept Chris Beard's Longhorns, the former coach. And they swept Baylor, the defending champions. They swept them. So I think they're going to do really well, assuming health and everything. But I'm not going to put a ceiling on them because, I don't. again, I haven't watched a lot of all the obvious teams. But let's get to our final thoughts, guys. So who wants to go first? Benny or Baylor first? Okay. My final thoughts are not sports-related. Not sports-related. Okay. Um, in a couple of weeks... The Batman comes out. Yes, it does. And, you know, I remember it's, we were talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, and, you know, like, you guys were super high. I was super hyped about that, too, but, like, the Batman is, like, my... Batman is my superhero. The Batman is my Spider-Man No Way Home. And I cannot wait. It's been, like... I'm going to say forever since we had a decent Batman solo movie. Obviously, we had, like, Batman vs. Superman, and... That was really decent. Yeah, it was not good. Justice League and all that. But, like, I am so hyped for, for the Batman. I think Robert Pattinson is going to kill it. Um, he's going to prove all the doubters wrong. And, oh, it's going to be so good. Go ahead, Mike. I'm going to go last. All right. Well, my final thoughts are pretty simple. Um, I'm excited to say that our basketball season, FSC Mocks basketball I'm talking about, is nearing its close. We had a big win last night, and on Wednesday, the 23rd, we're having our senior night. So for you loyal listeners out there, I want you all to know that it would mean a lot to have as much support as we can. We're facing a really good team on Wednesday. And so come support us for our final home game of the season as of right now. And we're gonna try to get a win for you guys because they're also gonna have a bunch of seniors being honored, including myself. So come visit the Streamline Sales Arena, George Jenkins Fieldhouse on Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Go ahead, Shay. All right, um, so I know, I know I don't talk about this much, but recently I have been getting, get, getting back into hockey, um, you know, I was never the biggest NHL fan growing up, but but um, it's it's but it's the only one of the major leagues that I don't follow. So you know, I want to get more into that. Um, if you got, in case you guys are at, in case you guys are wondering, I am a Rangers fan. Um, it's my dad's team, so 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 um, so outside of the Miami Heat, um, I've, I've adopted all all of, all of my dad's other teams. So I decided to adopt the Rangers. So I I am I am a New York Rangers fan. Um, we're playing. We're playing Ottawa later today, so I'm gonna watch that game. Should be interesting. I watched our game against the the Detroit Red Wings. Ben's my roommate. He can attest to you that I was screaming the entire time yep. because we because we missed so many wide open opportunities and we just blew them. Uh, and the Red Wings won in a shootout because y'all got lucky, um, but. But but yeah so but yeah so I'm getting a lot more into hockey and, and maybe the day will come where where I'll be able to where I'll be able to talk about hockey with y'all. But but outside of that, um, 
one podcast announcement I'm pleased to announce is that it is the, is that after this week we will be uploading every Friday. So every Friday we'll be bringing y'all a new episode. Um, when 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 that will be recorded will 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 ultimately depend on our schedules. But I can promise y'all that we will be having new episodes for you every Friday from here on out. Woo! So definitely, you know, keep up to date with that. On Spotify, turn on your notifications because every because every Friday you 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 will get a new episode from us. So that's all I have to say. All right, guys, from the No BS Podcast, I'm Michael. I'm Ben. I'm Shay. Have a great weekend. See y'all next week.